Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. My name is Sean. Today, I am so stoked to bring you my interview with Michaela P. Shelton. She is a co-founder and the executive editor of Queen Media Collective. She is also the author of Reckless Behavior, which is a series of motivational, genuine, and authentic lifestyle pieces that you can find on YouTube. All right, here it is, my interview with Michaela P. Shelton. And joining me now, she is the co-founder and executive editor of Queen Media Collective, Michaela P. Shelton. What's up? Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. So talk about your journey to digital media. Like, how did your career start? Okay, so I've always been a writer. I've always been very passionate about writing. I went to school for journalism and I had a minor in radio, TV, and film. But initially, I was just focused on radio. I wanted to write for radio, be a radio producer. But once I started working in the field, I kind of was like, yeah, I don't know. Radio doesn't really seem like a good fit. Mm-hmm. So after that, I kind of just focused on lifestyle blogging and lifestyle articles, discussing right. things that were going on with my life. And shortly after that, I was like, what if I did like a show version of my life, like not directly based on it, but loosely based and kind of just chronicle the different things I've been going through as right. a millennial. So it kind of started just to see, like just as an experiment, to see how it went and see if people received it well. But now I'm on season two of my web series, Reckless Behavior, and people have really been enjoying yeah, so- it more than I anticipated. <laughs> Is this part of the media, your digital media, like, programming, or is it YouTube, or talk about that? Yeah, so Queen Media Collective, my website that was founded by me and my business partner, Imani Baylor, we have 15 writers, and everyone writes about different topics. Like, we have people that write about parenting, dating, um, their finances, self-esteem, and we were kind of like, okay, we have all these writers, we have people doing poetry, how can we take our brand to the next level? And I was like, well, I think digital media, like a show or like even a tabletop discussion Mm -hmm. would be a way that we could take it to the next level. So that's when I was like, what if we turned like my life and we did a show version of it? Because all my blogs were basically detailing the things I was going through, like graduating from college, not being able to find a job, Mm -hmm. being broke, um, dating people and ended up in crazy situations where it wasn't working out, where people were lying. So I was, I was talking to my business partner, and I was like, I think a show will definitely take mm-hmm. Queen Media Collective to the next level. All right, so when did Queen Media Collective, when did you start that? So it was October 2018. Okay, time flies, huh? Right, I'm like, <laughs> two years. <laughs> Reckless behavior, it's basically about struggles and everything like that. Is it's it a co- about, like, after college, most, most people are like, what's going to happen now? Am I going to get a good job? Am I going to get married? I'm going to have kids, and I just felt like it's very relatable to a lot of people Mm -hmm. trying to figure out their lives in their 20s, early 30s. So that was my whole thing, just creating a show that people could relate to with certain situations. And some of the stuff that's shown in the show actually happened to me, but some of it, of course, was fabricated for entertainment purposes. But it's about half and half scenarios that I've actually been in. So where is it broadcasted? Just YouTube exclusively, or...? 
Your website? Yeah. Um, I'm actually working on where it's going to be distributed for the second season, which will probably come out in about April. But season one's available on YouTube. Okay. Did you have a set path or was it just crazy? We'll find out how we go from when we, you know what I'm saying? Like, was it a set plan or was, did life take you different directions? So when I graduated in December, 2015, I was like, oh, I'm going to apply for jobs. I know I'm going to get something great. (laughs) I ended up getting a radio promo job Mm. and I was pretty sure that I just wanted to stay at that company and just move up and get promoted. But once I started working there, I was like, this just, I just really don't like this. This doesn't seem like a good fit. I was also working at office jobs because I was like, okay, I need like a job, a full-time job. Mm -hmm. And I feel like working as a receptionist is a step up from like working in retail or like working, (laughs) um, working in any type of like retail or like working at like grocery store or anything like that. I had a whole bunch of different office jobs and eventually I got to the point where I was like, no, I don't want to do this. Mm. I'm just going to be an entrepreneur. So I quit my job in 2018 to just kind of focus on freelance projects Mm. and kind of got to the space to where I'm like, okay, like I'm making a little bit of money doing this. Maybe I keep it going. Had a reality check when I started getting behind on bills. I need (laughs) to be a creative and work a job at the same time. Nothing Mm. wrong with that. I can use the money I'm making from this job to fund my dreams. So I got another office job that I've been at for about two years. Been mm-hmm. using that money to, of course, sustain myself and pay for the, the web series because it's completely self-funded. We have um, mostly women, but we have a few men, and we're, we're open to men. Men were reaching out to us like, well, yeah, have a story to why not? To. So we're like, oh, cool, Michelle, you could definitely come on and write some articles <laughs> and share your experiences. I like the fact that we're reaching such a wide range of people. Like, we have people that will just yeah. write about being parents. We have mm-hmm. people who are divorced. We have people who are married. Really? And we have people who just want to focus on their businesses and themselves. Right. So I'm like, okay, we got literally articles for every single person. So talk about, like, the story of Queen Media Collective. What's the true reason why you wanted to do what you're doing now? Like, is there a certain motive you've had or anything like that? Any background you can share? So at first it was just my blog, and it was just called Reckless Behavior. Just, <laughs> just yeah. like my show. Mm-hmm. But I just started thinking, like, this can be so much bigger than it is. My articles would get about 200 to 300 views, mm-hmm. and people would tell me they could relate to me. But I'm like, I know that everybody's not going to be able to relate to me, because everyone has a different story, everyone's going through different things. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if I just open it up and just make it a bigger website with different writers, then mm-hmm. I can reach even more people. Not directly them resonating with me, but they'll be able to resonate with other people of color. So that's kind of what just mm-hmm. made me want to expand it. And my mm-hmm. um, business partner, Imani, she already has two businesses. So mm-hmm. I kind of went to her and I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Can you help me? <laughs> yeah. And we just kept going back and forth, bouncing ideas. And I was like, mm-hmm. I need you to just create this with me. I need you to be a part of this directly. Mm-hmm. Because we both have always been very passionate about just helping other people get more exposure, helping other people get more followers and sharing their stories. So that was our main thing, like just sharing the stories and giving people a space where they feel like they can use their voice in the way that they want. Mm-hmm. Followers. It's it's all about followers now, you know? <laughs> it is. It really is. And it's so crazy to go to the job interviews sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I have a degree. And they're like, oh, how many followers do you have? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, they don't care about that. <laughs> they don't care about that. That's why I really focused on getting my Instagram followers up. Because I was like, I'm, I still consider myself like a nobody, to be honest. But I was like, when they see 10,000 followers, they're like, Oh my god. Well this yeah, this podcast has three thousand followers. Yeah, that's really good. Like you see people that have like a hundred followers and I'm 
like, no, if people see that, they're going to be like, 100 followers, you ain't nobody. <laughs> so talk about Reckless Behavior. Go ahead and talk about the show and how many people are working on it. And just like, how much does it actually, I guess, cost in the process? Okay, so season one was like the trial run. <laughs> I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I had a mentor and I would go online and like Google how to do certain things. I got a cinematographer named Daniel Hernandez and he had only shot music videos. So he mm. had never shot a show. So we were just like, hey, we're going to figure it out together. We're going to do our best. And um, I got my cast, which was about, let's say, like 14 people. I posted an ad on Craigslist. I posted an ad on social media. Um, I reached out to some people I know personally that I knew were interested in acting. And we were just like, hey, we're going to figure it out. (laughs) I was like, you can get weirdos on social media. You can get weirdos in person. So I was like, no, I'm just going to like take a chance. Everyone's going to have to audition. And some of the best people in the show we found on Craigslist. So I was like, no, I'm cool with Craigslist. I like it. Season one, we filmed from June 2019 to November 2019. Mm. Um, We filmed every other week. Um, (laughs) We would rehearse once a week. And we would meet up at 11 a.m. on Sundays. And we would wrap filming at like 6 p.m. So I think when I made the episodes like 10 minutes, I was like, oh, filming's not going to take that long. I just did not anticipate that we would be filming for six hours only for 10-minute episodes. How many episodes were in season one? Season one, there were eight episodes. Season two, the episodes are a bit longer. So we have episodes mm. that are like 17 minutes, 20 minutes. So. Yeah. You, uh, so music, do you into music or anything like that? Like what hobbies do you got? Oh yeah. I, I love dancing. Um, I love drinking. <laughs> I love cooking. Are you on TikTok? Music. Are you on TikTok, Michaela? You strike me as someone that could be on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? Oh God. No, I made a couple <laughs> videos on there, but it just feels so lame. I was like, I can't do this. This is so lame. <laughs> Well, there was a, I forgot his name, but there was a um, hip-hop artist that kind of made it big based on a TikTok song. I forgot his name. He may have been a rapper. I don't know. But there was some kid who, like, from Virginia who literally was a no-namer. And then someone got his, like, MP3 of some song he wrote. And now, all of a sudden, he got, like, Uzi on the track. What? <laughs> yeah. People are getting discovered on I'm like, people, try, people tell me I need to go on there to, like, promote my show. But I'm just, I'm not going to be on there doing this. Like, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's kind of corny to me. So talk about the future. Like, what's your goal for this? Like, what's your ultimate goal with Clean Media Collective? Like, 10 years from now, what do you see yourself doing with it? 10 years. <laughs> well, I would hope to have a fully functioning brand where there's multiple editors. Because right now it's just me. I would mm-hmm. love to have a lot more writers. Like, over 100 writers. Just more points of views, different lifestyles, and just more relatable content for people. Um, I would love to have multiple shows on the website, multiple podcasts. Um, We have one poetry podcast. We definitely, even Mm -hmm. right now, are looking to expand more podcasts. And um, I have a lot of other show ideas. I would love to exclusively release them through Queen Media Collective. So at some point, I would like to try and get the website into an app. So then I don't even have to use YouTube or any other um, site to stream my um, content. Ten years from now, though, I want everybody to know about Queen Media Collective. I just want so it what, to be worldwide. Do you have someone that's like your inspiration, like someone historically or anybody that you grew up watching or listening to that's kind of like an inspiration for you? I really love Tyler Perry. I really yes. love Tyler Perry. And I think there's a lot of people feel the way I feel. 
play about him. People have things to say, but I really enjoy his content, and I think it's very phenomenal how he created that huge studio in Atlanta. He's the first mm. black man to do that, and he's been giving so many opportunities to people of color. So I'm very inspired by him. I think his content is very good, very entertaining. Mm. Yeah, I was really into like um, I was a big Will Smith fan, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh yeah, he's amazing. It's it's really good, honestly. And like watching the old content, I'm like the shows just aren't the same as they were in the '90s. It's so mm-hmm. different. <laughs> yeah, and then did you ever watch the old? Um, uh, what was the what was the movie he did with Martin Lawrence? Bad that Boys. Was, yeah, that was yes, <laughs> so good. People ask me what's my favorite movie, and yeah. I. Rush Hour 2 and Bad Boys 2, because they're just so mm-hmm. good to me. Both of them are so good. So I'm like, Bad Boys 2 and Rush Hour 2 are definitely my favorite movies. Just because the acting was so good and the story was so good. Mm-hmm. Can you give us any spoiler-free details on why people should check out Reckless Behavior if they haven't already? People should check out Reckless Behavior because it's, it's very unique. I think for me as a writer, it's interesting because I'm writing about these things as I'm still living them. Mm-hmm. Like in the show, Michaela's 26 and I was 26 at the time <laughs> dealing mm-hmm. with the exact same thing. So it's like, you're still 26, you know, <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> I, just turned, I just turned 28 last year. And I'm like 2020 to die. Hey, try being thir- try being 34. But anyways, go <laughs> keep going. Keep going. What you just. Yeah. So I just feel like it's very intriguing. There's drama, but there's also funny moments. I feel like there's a good balance where you're not just sad the whole time. You're not laughing the whole time. Um, I think that the actors have great chemistry, so it does seem a very realistic and believable. And it's just so light. It's just so lighthearted, and the episodes are so small, so it's not like you have to. Okay, it's gonna take me an hour, ten minutes. Go to the next one, probably like eight minutes. And I just think that it, it's very interesting and different than anything that's out. As far as the relatability, as far as the talent, and as far as the story I'm telling. Because I'm just like, these things mm-hmm. happen to people. Some people are ashamed about the things they go through. I'm not. I know I'm not the only one. So mm-hmm. I was not afraid to put these embarrassing situations in the show. <laughs> so, okay, what if you keep doing this and you run out of ideas? Like, you just grab the next person's ideas and be like, hey, we're going to use yours this season. <laughs> just keep... Just... Oh, no, I have, I have so many ideas. And honestly, you're the first person I'm telling this. <laughs> Exclusive here on the podcast. Oh my god. So I also if this really does do really well and I'm able to get funding, I would love to do like reckless behavior college, reckless behavior high school. Because I just so many things have happened to me in my life at those different stages. Well, so I'm like college, a lot of stuff happened. I really believe in this and just people telling me, even older people telling me they can relate to it. People that are like fifty and sixty are like, mm-hmm. when I'm watching your show, I'm like, Oh, that used to be me. So I used to be in that situation. I'm like, okay, that makes me so you're getting a lot of... of course I'm looking at people in their twenties are gonna relate to it more. But for people right. who say that that was them back in the day, so watching it makes them feel good because they know they overcame situations like that. I'm like, Oh, see I am doing something where people feel like it's realistic. And you that's really a... what I wanted. How long are these like do these episodes take to film? Like you got any funny stories behind the scenes? So Mm-hmm. So some scenes, I'm like, they took so long. They were so short, but they took so long to film just because the person was not prepared. Mm-hmm. We haven't really had that issue this season. Um, I switched out some of the old characters and got some new people, and 
the season two cast has just been phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. we had a lot of people return from last season, like the 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 people that played my brother and sister, um, the character that plays my best friend, uh, the character that plays my mentor. But we also got some new people. Oh, I just feel like the acting just is just like to the very next level. Season two is different in the way that it focuses more on the stories of different people. Season one was pretty much just about Michaela and her journey. Mm-hmm. But season two, it focuses on different people's stories and it all kind of connects at the end. So mm-hmm. I think writing wise, I'm like, okay, I got to step my game up. A lot of pressure. Yeah, oh my God. But filming usually, last season, they would mm-hmm. always take like six hours. We would be done at like six, six and a half hours. This season, it's been taking like nine hour days, 10 hour days. So t- yeah, so talk about the script writing process. Like how long... Are you just really, like, quick with it now? Like, um, I think because of COVID, I was writing, and then COVID happened, like, right after. So mm-hmm. I was working my office job from home. And then in my downtime and then, like, breaks and stuff, I would work on the script. So COVID was really – I was happy about COVID because of the fact that I could really focus on my scripts. Mm-hmm. And I would have to be driving to and from work. I wouldn't have to worry about a commute. And then I I'm, like, a, I'm a perfectionist, mm-hmm. so I all my scripts have had so many drafts. Like, I would have scripts, and I'd be like – I'm done with it. I'm not going to touch it. And then I would think of a new idea and be like, wait, this could be better. So my scripts do change a lot. And that was kind of like season one, too. Where yeah, I just so like, would think of new stuff. I'm like, oh, I don't really like that anymore. But my, my process hasn't changed that much. I would say that because mm-hmm. I'm, t- I'm telling the stories of more people this season, mm-hmm. I had to have an outline. Last season, I right. just wrote and just kind of just kept going and just wrote what I felt. But for season two, I had to have more of an outline. So that's the only thing that's probably different. Talk about the impact. You said you're looking for, um, like, you know, you have people of color. Talk about the impact that's had on the community. Yeah, I would definitely say it's had a positive impact. Um, we, everyone on the Queen Media Collective staff is, like, very close. We have a group chat. It's like we're family. We're always asking each other for opinions. Because some people are published writers, they'll reach out to others like, hey, sis, or hey, bro, like, how do I execute this? Um, we're all very close-knit. And even though we're all people of color, obviously we have different stories. So I feel like people see that. They see, like, the empowerment, and they just feel like there's someone they can relate to. One of our writers, she's um, African-American, and she's Brazilian. Nice. she used to live in Brazil. So, you know, that's, like, a whole other experience. And, like, me being from California, we have a writer from Louisiana, from Georgia. So everyone's story is just so different. But at the end of the day, we still come together and help support each other. And I just think that that's something really good about the brand. What you got coming up? I know you said season two, so go. You got anything to promote, or you know anything else going on? Uh, season two has been—it's been so much more, let's say, dynamic than season one was. So this has been very life-consuming for me, especially because COVID. I had to push back filming, so we had to take a lot of breaks. We had to take breaks for Thanksgiving. We had to take mm-hmm. breaks for Christmas, for New Year's. So this has been taking so long to film, and it's been so life-consuming. This has been my focus. I want to write some books. I have some book ideas. And I'm mm-hmm. still blogging. Um, in 2021, I would like to write a blog every single month, kind of just detailing how my life is going each month, what I plan to focus on this month. I released the first one on queenmediacollective.com. It's called Adjusting to Change. I have so many new things that are happening at the end of the month that I'm just like, I need to like write about this because I know other... Like me, I'm so... I'm so I don't know, I'm weird with change because, like, I don't know, like, the fear of the unknown. So usually I like to play it safe. But I'm like, no, especially seeing what happened with COVID. 2021's a new year. Like, we got to live our lives to the fullest. All right, well, what's the what's the social media? What do you got? Everything. Well, it's at Queen Media Collective. 
You can mm-hmm. find us on Tumblr, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And for my personal pages, it's Darrell Michaela with a one at the end. I spell mm-hmm. for people. D-A-R-E-A-L-M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A with the number mm-hmm. one. And that's consistent across all social media platforms as well. I have Pinterest, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram. All right, Michaela, well, this has been fun. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. This was such a good conversation. <laughs> I, I appreciate you coming on this evening, and you'll have, to, you'll have to come back, all right? We'll have more fun. Oh, yeah, after season two comes out, hit me up. When I write my books or whatever, I will definitely be down to come back. Thank you. <laughs> all right, have a good night. You too. All right, bye. Bye. There you go. That was my interview with the one and only Michaela P. Shelton. I want to, once again, thank her for coming on the podcast today. If you could please check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly Instagram, Sensibly Cynical Pod, and you can check out our Facebook group. Also, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, it would be highly, highly appreciated. Coming up next is another episode of my Mr. Cynic series on the four kinds of luck. Thank you again for listening. Stay safe, mask up, and take care.